Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. We're here. To start a revolution. Is this a song or a speech? Uh, more like a chant, so somewhere in between. I love a good chant. Is this a sorority one? Am I allowed to participate this in this? Or I said a call? revolution. Why would the sorority be trying to start a revolution? I mean, like, you'd be on know, the Are you front making this lines. up on the spot? Like, yes, I don't know. I'm making oh, okay. this up. Oh, she's improvising. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look at you. Say yes. 
Yes. It's just some improv humor for you all. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, we don't care. None of this was funny. Anyway. Well, sorry. It was a failed cold (laughs) open. My bad, y'all. I should be researching the cold opens on Brooklyn Nine-Nine more to make sure that we have, we're keeping things funky and fresh. Well, funky now, I just think of like cheese. Like funky. We literally just watched that one. It's a very good one. It's, I think it probably is like the most renowned. Mott's favorite is the um, Diane, we- like yeast, like yeast infection, like that one. And his mustache, Charles's mustache. Those are like, that's his favorite one. So anyways, hello, everybody. Welcome to. Don't blame me. Don't blame me. I knew which one we were recording. Okay. It's I just. call an advice show where you <laughs> call in. And we we give advice. That's what we do. You might be wondering, are you in the same room now? Because Melissa's back in Los Angeles. No, no, we are not. We are giving it a week as we usually do when Mm -hmm. one of us travels. And it's also fitting because Los Angeles is dealing with so much weather. Lots of wetness. So juicy. Just secreting (laughs) from the air. And uh, that's not fun to drive in. I'm no, fine. Actually, not at all. it's our mayor said don't drive unless you have to. So that tells no. me to stay. And put. like, I just want everyone to know that like this isn't like wow Californians like don't know how to drive in mm-hmm. like the rain. Like first of all, I grew up near San Francisco. I grew up in Marin. Like I know how to drive in the rain. Like I know all of that shit. It's like it's just that these freeways are not built for rain, and so no. the freeways are flooding. So and also when you haven't we're in a drought and when the earth hasn't been moisturized in a long time, it doesn't absorb it as fast. And so the water is not absorbing into the soil. It's just sitting on top of the streets. So think of it like a skincare routine, like the our soil in Los Angeles has not had any humectants. It, there's not pulling moisture out of anywhere. So like it's cracked and dry. And then you think you're just going to throw some aquaphor on some dry skin and it's going to work. No, you're sealing in the already dry. You got to permeate the wet first. So we are we are holding off. And this is the day that our yard is flooding. So it's a good day in L.A. And I will say. We are so lucky, like, and I've told Mots all of this because I, where I grew up, like flooding happened, like all, like, it wasn't so much like a, of a fire worry. There were like, I think there were some like house fires, but like there was not where I grew up, but like flooding, like all of my friends, if they lived in the flats, like your house, like people's houses flooded, my school's flooded. Like mm-hmm. it was like, that was a huge part of my life. And we had mudslides. I was going to say we had a big landslide and like there was only two ways, one like two ways to get to my house. And for years, I think almost all of high school, one of those ways had been like was like ripped out because like the road got taken out through a mudslide and it took them a really long time to like repair it. So I'm very lucky and thankful that like, you know, we're both safe and we're able to stay inside, mm-hmm. you know, in Oh, no. All right. Well, we just had a little intermission because Megan's internet went out. Yeah. As I was discussing the weather, um, the weather decided to be like, thanks for the shout out. Let me disconnect your internet real fast. And it just would not reconnect. And it finally did. So that's what happened. Okay. 
So let's just jump into what the show is. This is an advice show where we give you wonderful, amazing, life-changing advice. And you might be wondering, um, how are these meteorologists, <laughs> whether, whether, whether women and just overall sexy, gorgeous, stunning, intelligent supermodels also qualified to give advice? And to that, we would say, why doesn't any of that make us qualified to give advice? That sounds sexist. I was going to say, why are you questioning this? Who said you could speak? <laughs> <laughs> did you raise your hand i don't recall calling on you this is you call us and what we lack in credentials we make up for in opinions if you uh subscribe to our patreon you can see the weird ass face that megan was just making i think it was actually like stunning and i think that like it is the face of renaissance portraits or, or beyonce like would have rejected it well yeah um but I think it's like they needed um, a jester. Jester, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Me and Matthew Morrison, big jester energy. So on this podcast, you call in, you leave voicemails, and we give you advice. And if you want to call in for an upcoming episode, you can leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. And international listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. The criteria for all of the above, regardless if you are leaving a voice memo or a voicemail, it has to be under three minutes. That's not like we're going to edit it down to three minutes. Like it has to be three minutes when you send it to us or when you record it on the voicemail. And we do suggest, demand, require, plead, beg of you to write it down before you record. Practice a couple times, time yourself out, make sure you have all the relevant information in there. We do ask that you always include ages. If you'd like to include your pronouns, please do. And create pseudonyms for the people who you're talking about if it's not just about you so we ha can follow. The more information that we have, we can give the best advice. So if there's examples about behavior and things, like do that. We love, we're, we create an entire podcast giving people advice. Like we want the drama. Like give us the, give us the details. We love to hear that shit. Um, not like love if it's like a bad thing, but like, you know, it. It helps us create a well-rounded argument for um, our law fellowship with Annalise Keating. We have an update today, so let's get into it. It's a good one, everyone. You will remember. So basically, my, uh, well, you guys have answered a bunch of my calls. I've called about my now ex-boyfriend, uh, how he was just like super unmotivated and I wanted him to move out. Or there was another one where like my friends just didn't match my like, not like financial level, but like I was paying for a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. This was like at least two or three seasons ago. So like way back. I've been calling you guys since I was like 21 and I'm 26 now. So oh, basically geez. the last time I talked, I, I know it's been a long time. You guys have been part of my life forever. Um, <laughs> and then the last time I talked to you guys was my ex-boyfriend used to hook up with his twin sister and his mom was, you know, diddling with the dog mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we brought um, that up recently. Yeah. i now i remember i remember where i was fucking sitting when you told i am now i remember oh you know i remember everything yep i remember everything yes i broke up with him um, my best friend and i moved in together i met a guy yeah so now i am now married to that guy and he is just everything i've ever hoped for and more and we just got married in September, so just a couple of months ago. And I know, and Miss okay. Megan's engaged now, and I like literally cried for you. Oh, that's so nice! I'm dying for you. Like, yeah, congratulations, um, not Megan. Thank you. you. 
Don't congratulate me. <laughs> of course. Um, and so my best friend that um, we moved in together and she was like my whole support system and got me out of that terrible situation. We're no longer friends. She wanted to buy a house. So she asked my now, or my now husband at the time to move in and like take over her lease. And I wasn't on the lease uh, at the time just because I was like, it was just craziness all the time. Um, but her mom was on the lease. So it was her and her mom on the lease. Her mom didn't live here. It was just like to help mm-hmm. her mm-hmm. like basically secure the place. And I was supposed to get on the lease eventually. Never happened. So we were doing this big like lease takeover and it was it took forever and it was a pain in the ass. But her mom like withdrawed out of nowhere and so they were gonna kick us out. And I have like severe PTSD with having an unstable living situation. When I was growing up, my mom, like we never knew where we were gonna live the next month. And as an adult, I like promised myself that I would never put myself in that situation again. So I freaked out (laughs) and she was freaking out too, obviously, but it brought up a lot of emotions for me and we were like fighting with her mom and eventually it all worked out. But after we got engaged a couple months later, I told my best friend that I didn't want my mom at, uh, or her mom at my wedding. And she made a big deal about that. And then Apparently, I bought a couch and that pissed her off when she was moving out. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. When we moved in together, I got rid of everything that I had and we just moved into her place. So I had to basically restart. And so I was buying a bunch of stuff that you need, like furniture. And she said that I pushed her out of her own home, apparently. And I asked her to be my maid of honor after we kind of like resolved some stuff um, and talked. And then she uh, ghosted me when we, or when I went to go uh, try on wedding dresses. Like she just didn't show up? Yeah, she blocked me on everything. She blocked you before Mm -hmm. having a conversation with you? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Well, we had like that one conversation. I thought we were all good. And then yeah, just no contact, nothing. I haven't heard from her since that was, what was that? Like August of 2021? So, yeah, now she's married and has her own life. And so. Whoa. Wait, yeah. so was she the only person going with you to try on dresses? No, I had my whole, okay. my whole gang. I had okay. my like okay, stepmom and yeah, like my other best friend and uh, my other best friend, like um, as soon as everything was happening, she stepped up and kind of filled that maid of honor role, mm-hmm. not only like for the wedding, but emotionally too. Right. Um, yeah, so I'm very thankful for her. But yeah, it was um, really shitty. And I don't plan on ever talking to her ever again. Oh my God, I should. wouldn't fucking either. Like I'm, Yeah. that is, as a ghoster, I'm just like those people, I'm like, you are not a part of our club. Like that is like, that is not healthy ghosting. That is like not mm-hmm. an appropriate response. And like, you know, that's a high stress and even though it's an exciting time, like trying on dress, like that's so, that's so mean. Like that's so mean spirited. Yeah. Not saying yeah. one word to you and then just blocking you. That's not cool. When she was yeah. such an important person in your life. Wow. Exactly. And yeah, we had definitely had our issues, but 
I don't know. I just, or not recently, but like then Mm -hmm. we were going through some stuff, but like, I still loved her. Like she was my other half. Like I wouldn't have survived the pandemic or anything without her. And it was truly heartbreaking. Yeah. I like remember I was trying on dresses and I was just sobbing and everyone was like, Oh, it's so sweet. But I was just like, so heartbroken Mm -hmm. that she just wasn't there and a part of it. But uh, I wish her nothing but the best. And if I ever see her again, like, I don't know, maybe say hi, but I don't have, I don't plan on having a relationship with her ever. So. Which is understandable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some people, I think that like, you know, there's that quote, it's like, if you don't like people, the friends who aren't there for you when you're at your worst. But I've also noticed like sometimes people like are more comfortable being like a fixer or a helping kind of friend and they're not great celebrating friends and like when you're doing amazing Mm -hmm. like for them there's nothing for them to do but like just like support and celebrate as opposed to like help and try and fix and that Mm -hmm. holds up a mirror to themselves that like they might not be focusing on fixing things in their own life and they might not like themselves very much for any of that kind of stuff but like that's just absolutely wild but i'm i mean you know it's friend season reason lifetime and like you know she was there for a season that was like very or like what however long she was in your life but like she served a very important purpose but that's done and she doesn't deserve the the friendship like at this point like that's just mm-hmm. that's so fucked yeah it's so fucked. yeah it's just i started um noticing that she was kind of getting a little territorial <laughs> when my uh, now husband and I started dating mm-hmm. and she get pissed whenever we went on a date and I didn't tell her or I don't know we were having a movie night and she didn't ask or we didn't ask her if she wanted to be included or something like that and I now looking back my therapist when we first moved in together was saying oh I think you guys are kind of codependent and I was like no no not in a million years and now looking back, it's like, oh, <laughs> if your therapist is telling you you're codependent with someone, you should probably uh, listen and not like brush it off and tell them they're wrong. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Or you may not have felt that way, but the former friend was definitely codependent. Yeah, for sure. I couldn't go anywhere without her like being right there. Like uh, she worked from home and I work mostly out of my car. Uh, I do like a lot of driving. So like she would just sit passenger with me and she like couldn't be left home alone. I I feel really bad for her and I'm glad that she's, you know, doing whatever she's doing now, but Mm -hmm. still kind of sucks. I had a friend very similar to that where like she was codependent with me and I wasn't codependent with her. And, you know, when it was, I don't want to sound like an asshole, but when it was convenient or like it worked for me, like it was just like, okay, cool. But then the second that Mm -hmm. like things started to shift, that's when I was like, oh, okay, you are codependent. This isn't just, we have not been seeing this the same way of like, this has been convenient and fun for both of us. Like this is a much more need-based thing. And now Uh you're getting territorial and like, that's so like, and you're feeling very betrayed by something that like I didn't commit to. Like, and we had very different ideas of what this was. So that's just sounds, yeah, that's, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that like you can like look back on that and like, you know, appreciate what she was able to do, but then also know that like, that doesn't mean that you're like indebted to her or you have to like stay Mm -hmm. friends or maintain a relationship if she's not going to 
be a good a good friend. Like it's not like credits that you get that you build up. Like it's a constant everyday thing. And just because she was great for a period of time doesn't mean that, you know, looking past any of that stuff is healthy for either of you. So I think that's like a really mature and smart thing. Yeah, exactly. And uh, thankfully, I have a lot of people to, you know, fill my cup up and it's not Mm -hmm. just her too. So yeah, definitely healthier with like all my other relationships. But I don't know. Uh, I wish I could just say like, thank you to her or something like that. But it's probably just better left unsaid. honestly. And I'm sure I did some fucked up stuff too. But I don't know. At the end of the day, blocking someone when you're supposed to go wedding dress shopping with them, that's kind of like, you know, the final straw that broke the camel's back if that's a Mm -hmm. saying i don't really know Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so but what can you do well look at you you're so fucking therapized like this is i know (laughs) (laughs) i spent like six months going to uh like a weekly seminar uh for like dbt for my therapist and so i'm like zen as fuck now that's amazing (laughs) maybe i need to do that (laughs) girl uh life-changing Wow. Well, thank you. I'm I'm I love seeing this and I'm sure the audience loves hearing this like journey for you. Like people like we love like being able to connect people to like, oh, this call was this person and this was also them and you know, X, Y, and Z and all of that stuff. But, you know, seeing that like where you end up and like the happiness that comes after like all of that like bullshit like it's just like I'm just like thank you for sharing it with us and that like we got to be a very small part of these last couple years it's been like you know it's we're honored to be able to see and hear about like the happy results and like ending and healing of all that stuff like I think it's just amazing yeah you guys make a big impact on like what you guys do here and like just having someone like listen to you and like give you I don't know real advice that's not Mm sugar-coated even if you like don't know the person like personally or like you're not super involved in their lives like it's like a lot heavier it seems like like it has so much more importance that like you guys are giving me advice on my life and how to handle situations and um it's really made a big difference in my life and I honestly probably wouldn't have gone to therapy if you guys like hadn't talked about therapy for so long so you're gonna yeah, make I don't me know. you guys have been a big part of my life I'm oh. sorry but I'm not sorry at the same time well, thank you. We appreciate thank you. that, that was so much. So sweet. And, yeah. Yeah. And we're so thankful yeah. for like people like you who are willing to come and like be very vulnerable and share that stuff mm-hmm. because it wouldn't be anything without people like feeling safe and comfortable to share. And we always love when people say they enjoy that we're not sugarcoated because a lot of people do not like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, they need to look inwards, honestly, if they don't like sugarcoating because like, yeah uh, got too many yes men around you mm-hmm. if you don't like that mm-hmm. amen good Aww. to hear that um and we're here if you need anything else in the future but so Aww. happy with, where you are you guys. thank you and i just feel so honored that i get to talk to you guys honestly no, too. <laughs> big fan big fan shall we get into the cars let's do it hi megan and melissa I am actually a caller from a previous episode in uh, 2021 where I was asking you guys how I should go about um, talking to my husband about getting a vasectomy. Um, Since then, I had my child. um, It's been good. Uh, I had the conversation with him. I even 
showed him the YouTube video um, from Rhett and Link, like you guys recommended, and he was not for it. He, it's still a touchy subject. Like, he will not get a vasectomy. I've mentioned it constantly for, like, the past year and a half. In that time, I I got an IUD, and I just feel miserable. Like, I absolutely hate it. Um, I have PCOS, and my periods are very rare. So when I do get them, it's, like, three or four months later, and it's, it's as if I'm getting those periods all in one go, and it's just absolutely terrible. The cramps are awful, and I've said this to him multiple times. It just like it's awful, and I would really like for him to get a vasectomy. And he just does not care. He will not do anything. I don't know what to do at this point. I guess I should just drop it and deal with the IUD because I don't want to have any more children. But I'd really like some advice. Or what are your opinions on husbands that don't want to help out their ladies? And I even, like, I feel bad, but I even guilted him, like, hey, I pushed out two children from my vagina, and, like, you can't even go get a procedure done that takes, like, one day, and then you're healed. And he just, he's not there for it. So any advice you guys could give? Thanks. That would be great. Um, Love you guys. Listen to you guys all the time. Thanks. First of all, congratulations on having your kid. And second, I'm so sorry. Like, this is just like, I I can hear the defeatedness in your, like, voice. And I am, like, frustrated for you. So, I don't know. I guess, like, my first question, and maybe this was covered in the original one or we talked about it more, but, like, what, why for him? Like, what's his reasoning? Because to me, that it, like, that means, like, a lot. If it's like, I'm really not comfortable with procedures, like I have really bad anxiety about that, like that's something I really don't want to do. That to me, I'm like, okay, that's like very fair and very valid. Mm -hmm. And that's a, okay, it might take us a couple years to like, you know, going to therapy and like seeing what, like, you know, working through those anxieties and those things. Because to me, that is like, I don't want to ever think of it like a tit for tat kind of situation, but mental pain is like just as valid as like physical pain. So like dealing with an IUD and all of that, like if if he is also like there's so much anxiety around the procedure for him and it might not even just be medical anxiety of getting it done, but it's like the aftermath, like if you're worried about the healing or whatever it is, if it if I was in your position, I would have a lot more understanding if I knew that we were both, I was making a sacrifice in the moment for like my like mental, physical health and well-being while he was working on it to then make that same sacrifice later on. And it's it's a relationship that's it's a back and forth kind of thing. So if it's that, then that is something that, you know, it's either is that can that be worked through? Can that anxiety and that fear be worked through in therapy with like, you know, a lot of time and patience? And or if not, I again, I would be a lot more I would have a lot more mental energy and capacity to find other alternative birth controls that we're not miserable for us both. But if it's not that, I don't know what else it could be that would make me sympathetic to him. My thing is just like with your body, you choose what you want to have done with your body. It's also his choice to have whatever procedure that he does or doesn't want to have on his body. Like 
yes, I understand that, you know, you, you don't want to have any more children. And then also um, an IUD is painful for you. But there are other forms of birth control. Like, why can't you use condoms? Is that an issue for you? There are other things that you can do. Like, I just don't think that I understand that you're frustrated, but it's just the fairness of it all. Like if he does not want to have the person, you can say, you can recommend, you can give every example that you can think of. But at the end of the day, it's his choice to have done with what his body, what he wants to have done. You can't force him to have it. Yeah, I, I agree completely. And I do think it is a conversation that like, I think it kind of should be some similar of a deal breaker conversation before you get into a long-term relationship with someone. It's same similar thing with like, what's your stance on abortion? So it's like, it, he, he should never feel pressured into it. My only question is, I'm assuming you're still using condoms if you don't want to have more kids, but is this like extreme desire for a vasectomy as like the like creme de la creme, the end all be all? Are you worried he wants to have another kid? Like, are you worried that like you're going to use birth control, you're going to use like condoms. And if the condom fails and you get pregnant, do you not feel supported if you wouldn't, if you would terminate that pregnancy? Like, that's my question. It's like, cause that, that's the part that like, if you're concerned that if he doesn't get a vasectomy, that you're going to get pregnant and you're going to be, you're going to have to like carry that baby. Is that based on your location or is it based on your like relationship and how you view your your partner because I think that's a bigger a bigger question for like the long-term plan of contraceptives in your relationship like you said you're done having kids like is he done having kids like is that if, if that's the reason why he doesn't want to get a vasectomy then I think it's like okay so maybe we're not for each other right now because I don't want to have kids and like so I'm you know, if if you're in a state where you can have access to an abortion, but I, I do think that like you need to figure out and maybe you do know, but you just haven't told us like what the what the driving factor is behind it, because I think it represents a lot more like it either represents anxiety and like that of of an, an, a procedure, an operation or whatever, or it's that you're not on the same page with if you're done like growing your family and a vasectomy is not a solution to that in the sense that like, that's a, that's a, that's a communication problem with like as partners. But also vasectomies aren't 100% foolproof either. So even if you got off an IUD, you could still get pregnant with a vasectomy. There's leaks sometimes. Yeah. I just, you haven't like spoken really ill of him. So to me, it's like, if your mind is not taking you towards this person is like trying to manipulate you and like baby trap you in the future, then I I just think that they're like, if this isn't malicious and like dangerous and like this isn't again, like an attempt to control like your, your reproductive health, then I think like the response to that is if that is what's happening, it's not controlling his reproductive health. Like it's controlling you and your relationship. So If this is a deal breaker for you, I think the only way you can come to that conclusion either way, if this is something you're going to deal with or something you're not going to deal with, I think is knowing why and like having that conversation. And 
knowing that that might not be like a one-time conversation thing. It might take a bit to open up because you've said you've guilt tripped him and, you know, you need to get to the bottom of why. And I think that regardless of what the why is, I think it'll be a lot easier for you to decide what you want to do or to, and to deal with it, like, or not, it's to deal with it or to not deal with it. But I think without the why, I could understand resentment building and like getting more and more frustrated because it feels like you've made a lot of sacrifices and he hasn't made any, but he might. Anxiety is also something that people don't choose. Yeah, because, yeah, like to go on with that, like without knowing the why, if I just heard that somebody was trying to force somebody else to have a procedure that they wouldn't want, I would not be sexually attracted to that person that's trying to force and manipulate in your own words. Like that just... It just doesn't sit well with me. Yeah. And I think we view vasectomies as kind of like a, I mean, people have said so many times, yeah, that people are like, well, we should just require, like, if we can't have abortions, then everyone should just have vasectomies. And it's like, well, no, that's just, that's just the exact same problem that we're creating for mm -hmm. a different group of people with different, like, organs and genitalia. Like, that's just not fair. And it's a great option for people who it's a great option for, but... It's not a great option for everybody. But again, if the reason why he doesn't want to have one is because he wants more kids and you don't, that's the issue. It's not that he won't get a vasectomy. It's that you have different ideas about the size of your family and you shouldn't be with someone or sleeping with someone who you don't necessarily trust to be super responsible in the same way that you are with your potential future family and getting pregnant, especially Mm -hmm as abortion access is being restricted across the country. Like, it's just, it's not, it's not a fair position to put you in. And (laughs) there's only so much that we can do on our end as people with uteruses and vaginas to not get pregnant. And if you can't trust him to hold up that end of the deal on his end, regardless of what it is, like condoms pulling out, like all of that, like then that's, that's the issue there. It's not that he won't get the procedure. So let us know. Next call. Hi, Megan and Melissa. Long-time listener, first-time caller. I am calling in for advice on if it would be rude if I re-gifted earrings that the guy I'm seeing gave me for Christmas. So the background. I am a 22-year-old woman. You can use any pronouns. And I've been dating a 27-year-old man, he, him, for six months since July of 2022. We aren't in a serious relationship, i.e. we're not, like, boyfriend, girlfriend, but we have been an exclusive since like a month in and we just said, I love you to each other. It was going to be like a one night stand and I, when I met him on a night out, but we just didn't stop seeing each other and it seems healthy. So he gave me two sets of earrings for Christmas and a jacket. And I love one of the earrings and I love the jacket, but I hate the other one. Like, I'm not going to wear it. So, and he knows like I opened it. I was like, oh, like they're cute. But like, I wouldn't have picked them out, whatever. Um, And he knows that. But I'm wondering if it would be rude if I re-gifted them because I think one of my friends would like them. So I have three holes in my ears. They're a little bit too big for me to wear with the other two holes in my ears. So it's like I not only don't like how they look, I also don't like they wouldn't fit with like the other earrings when I'm wearing all of them. My options are uh, giving them to a friend without telling him or telling her that they're from him. Um, they have met, but they don't, like, they don't interact very often. So it's not like he would run into her wearing them. Another option would be talking to both of them, being like, hey, do you mind if I give these to my friend? And asking him if that's okay. Or I could give them back to him and he can return them, but he probably won't do that because that's 
inconvenient for him. Or I could even just donate them, not say anything. Or I could just keep them and just never wear them. I'd love to hear y'all's thoughts. I was, I will admit, I was partially reading and also partially going off on my own tangent. So hopefully that was okay. But love you guys. Been listening since the beginning. Thank you. Bye. I need to understand how y'all... No, I feel like boomers at this. Like, I feel like we're being like, what is with you young people and you're... And, and, but are we about to go like, on a label question? Like, if you're, you're like non-monogamous and... But you said that you aren't you aren't serious. This is what you said. No, that's you said the you're part not, that got me. Too. That's what I don't understand. You're not serious, but you said that you love each other, and you're not in a relationship. You're not boyfriend girlfriend, but you're exclusive. Like what, bitch? What the fuck does that mean? None of that makes sense. But anyway, I want an explanation on that. But what, but the that's not the real issue here. I think this is a simple solution. You say, hey, I tried to put those earrings in. They don't fit into the hole. So do you mind? Um, I Do you mind if I give them to my friend? Like, I think that's the most simple and because it's the truth. They don't fit. And if your friend likes it, they can keep it. Yeah. And then you're telling him the truth, too. And then there's never a chance where he's like, where's those earrings? And then accidentally sees your friend wearing them since they do know each other although they don't interact that much. Yeah, I mean, I'm a big believer in being like upfront and honest when it comes to like gifts. That's like how I think it's like kind of like sex. Like you need to say what you like and say what you want. And like, that's how like it keeps getting better. And I think like a gift should be a great representation of how well like somebody knows you and how well they pay attention. Some people aren't great gift givers and they just like give off of a list and that's totally fine. But if you... You said you, you know, you're like, oh, this one's not so much my like, I wouldn't have bought this for myself like that to me, like that's a little bit dancing around it. And so I think like, yeah, like the actual practicality of it doesn't like like these don't really fit here. And like, they're not really my style. Like, you know, I don't want to ask you to like return them. Like, I love everything else you got me. Like, would you be cool if I like gave them to my friend? Like, I think they would like so fit her style and be perfect. Like exactly that. Like if you didn't tell him that makes that slight hint that you dropped that they're not what you would have bought yourself. That does not that completely eradicates any possibility that that meant that you didn't like those earrings. Like you need, you like it, you need to be a little bit, it's not cold or being like rude, but people want to get gifts that people like. And then also acknowledging like that you appreciate the gift and you really like these other things. And I think that's a yeah, perfect way. He, it's a compliment sandwich, like reinforce that you loved that. Yeah. He, he got two out of three on point. Great odds. Yeah. Yeah. And it would be a massive knock to his confidence if A, he knew that you got rid of them and then gave them to someone else and then didn't tell him. Because then that to me, like when someone like hides something like that from me or like doesn't tell me something like that, I'm like, that sucks. Like I would have really hoped you thought highly of me enough that like I wouldn't be upset about this and I would appreciate the honesty here. Like that's not a hurtful kind of thing. And I just don't think... <laughs> the setup for you know six months uh non not that serious but exclusive and love each other i i don't but think, not boyfriend and girlfriend but not boyfriend girlfriend um but i don't think if you want to keep going down whatever road this is that you're going down in this relationship like i just think that this is 
it's just a bad idea. Like I personally don't like to make decisions that in the moment I go, this is going to bite me in the ass because it's inevitably going to happen on things that I don't know. But like when I can, when I question, I go, is this going to come around and just really fuck me up? Like, I'm just going to not do that because life is already going to do that on its own. I don't need to give it more ammo. Yeah. This, but you have to explain your fucking relationship to us. Cause like, what? Whatever. Um, I mean, he's 27. If, if if you like it and that works for you, cool. I just want to know what it means. I just don't understand. No, me neither. I want to know what the difference is between you and him and something that is serious and is boyfriend-girlfriend. It's Maybe it's like, did you get him a gift? Maybe it's like he thinks it's more serious than you do. But you, but love, you still him? love him? Like, you do love him or are you in love with him? Yeah. Like, love ya. Like, mm-hmm. or is it I love you or I love ya? Right. Y-A-Y-A-H-L-U-V-L-O-V-E. No one come for me if I got any of those wrong. Anyway, we're going to take a break now. While we ponder this. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books, so we're so excited about Book of the Month. 
because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available. And I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like, <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like, you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is, it's kind of like a, a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards and book of the month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next which for me is like the biggest hurdle i love when other people make choices for me especially when they're good choices and i'm like cool i can trust you so each month the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from all of the books are so good you can't go wrong and i mean that wholeheartedly when we were picking like our selects for this i was like wait this, I like all of them. This is hard. And I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like, okay, so these are like my top ones. I'm assuming they will be yours. So don't pick the same one as me. So then we can swap afterwards. And that's what we did. So we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley. And we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean. The ministry of time is like, people are calling it like, if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books, it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024 and then harper's bazaar also said part time travel romance part spy thriller and 100 percent multifaceted joyride <gasps> when i tell you that i was like sold we're also excited about the return of ellie black and this one is about a missing girl who returns but that isn't the end of the story it's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com. And you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. we're back we thought on it we still have questions shall we get into the next let's do it hey melissa and megan i am 25 years old i'm a female um she her pronouns and i'm very liberal um i would like advice on cutting a friend out of my life 
he, him pronouns, 28 years old, fake name, Jeff. Background on us dating, we met through online dating. We were never exclusive at any point because he did not want to be exclusive at the time. Um, we dated briefly at the beginning of 2022 for about two months, then stopped talking for around two to three months. After those three months, we decided to remain friends, but it has strictly been texting and occasional calls. I ignored a lot of red flags while dating him, such as constantly being compared to his ex and him calling me a bad friend and other mean names um, when I accidentally forgot his birthday while we were seeing each other. Our contact has been very limited until a recent phone call. He told me he listens to Andrew Tate. And when I heard that, I wanted to throw up. I hate that man and everything he stands for. And when I expressed that I hate him, he descended the content and told me he recently started listening. He sent me a few videos, but I do not want a part of it, um, which I told him repeatedly. Stupidly, I admit I thought I could get him to see how awful that kind of content is, but nothing has worked, and I know that nothing good will come from me talking to him anymore. I truly have no idea how to end this and just ghosting. I'm a serial ghoster, but um, just ghosting feels weird to me because I'm afraid he's going to hurt himself. Um, and in the back of my mind, I think maybe he will also do something to harm me as well, if not physically, then emotionally. I let this go on for way too long, and I could really use some advice on how to cut him out completely. I'm very sensitive, but I know the scenario will need tough love, and I am in therapy, but um, have not discussed past dating experiences yet because we are unpacking other things. Thank you, guys. This is not a situation that requires tough love unless you take how we're... But I, I just want to say that like, if, my, if I'm coming across as tough love, send me a message and I will like deeply apologize to you because that's so not how I want to come across in this. Like, I don't think this is a situation that calls for that. That to me, tough love is a sense of onus and responsibility that I think like, you know, that's kind of like my MO when I'm giving people advice like that. But I don't think that there's, you bear any responsibility for this. And I don't think you bear any responsibility for maintaining a friendship for anything, nor do you bear any responsibility for his mental or physical well-being. The only responsibility you bear is yours. And very few people, when they call in, will say that they do, like, they they are worried about the repercussions on their physical, potential physical well-being and mental in a situation, and we usually have to infer that. So if you are able to look at the situation and you already feel that, you need to like honor that so, so like harshly and truly as like that is a very real possibility because our brain puts up a lot of blocks before we even like let ourselves vocalize that. Like we might think that, but we're, we're, we don't always say that. So the fact that you can say that, I just need you to know that you need to take that really seriously. And that being said, you need to talk to your therapist about it. And I know you haven't gotten into relationships and things like that, but it can just be, hey, can we schedule an extra session? Or this is this is an emergency. Like this is a pressing issue. Whatever you're unpacking in therapy, unless there's something else that is potentially going to cause, there's a choice coming in your life or something ending that will have the same potential repercussions. I think that you need to tell your therapist like, hey, I need help ending a relationship, like a, a friendship. It's a long distance or it's a phone call texting relationship. We haven't seen each other in a long time, but 
I'm like afraid of what could happen. And can you help me figure out what to do and what's the best way to go about this in the safest way? And how can I have like any resources or whatever it is? And your therapist will acknowledge like, okay, yes, this is an emergency. This is this is something that's an urgent thing that we need to address immediately. That doesn't mean that you don't need to have a whole background in all of your relationships. Like you really could you. And honestly, before a session, you can even email your therapist and just say like, hey, this is something that like I want to have a different kind of session tomorrow. Like this is something I need to talk about. Or can I have a telehealth appointment with you? Can we have like an extra call or something like that? Like Anytime that there's been something pressing in my life and I had like emailed my therapist about it, she would like, if it's 10 p.m., she's like, you want me to call you right now? We'll talk about it right now. And like, that's that's a part of their job that they're trained for and that they know how to handle and they know, they anticipate it, it happens. And therapy isn't always just about kind of going through the archives of your life and unpacking and tying all of those things together. Like life happens. Like sometimes people's like, parents die while they're in the middle of therapy for something unrelated. Like it's not going to be this like linear sort of thing that needs a lot of backstory. Like sometimes there are things that happen immediately and they need immediate attention, like a bleeding wound. And this is the doctor for that. Like this is, this is who can help you in a way that like will help prepare you, help you do it in a way that like help you talk through the like feelings of responsibility about his well-being, but then also be able to, you know, work with you in in maintaining your mental well-being through the process of it and any steps in order to protect your physical safety. Yeah, I agree with everything Megan said. And I just want to add on that none of this was your fault. I know you said that you felt like that you could change him and you let this go on for too long. Sometimes we feel like that we can be positive examples in other people's lives and then they will have these realizations on their own. But this is not your battle to fight. This isn't your like cross to bear all those stupid idioms. But like this isn't your fault. You were just trying to be a good person, try to be a good friend. And I think you recognize that, you know, this wasn't somebody that you wanted to have a romantic relationship with. But I'm sure there's qualities that they have that he has that that you like and that you it wasn't just like a one sided friendship. But sometimes, you know, people go too far where it's not enough. It's too much for us to handle. And he's gotten to that point. And now like you're asking for advice, Megan gave you great, wonderful, like steps to take to talk to someone that's a professional because now it's gotten to the point where, and I'm, you didn't go into details, but he's clearly said and done things in the past that made you afraid for his well-being and yours as well. And so it's at that point where you have to bring in a professional to help you handle this situation. So do that. Please do that immediately. And um, again, know that this is not your fault. Yeah. And that's like, it's a very common feeling as women that like we see men being misogynistic or being bad, whatever, being assholes, like not treating us well. It's been an expectation that either as women we take it and we deal it deal with it and that's our place and that they're treating us how we deserve or we gently course correct and we handhold someone to try and respect us and treat us better and that's not 
a personal failure, nor is that a personal like that's a <laughs> that's a gender thing. That's that's, a, that's the patriarchy. Like that's not a you thing. That's not a conscious choice that we make. Like that's something that just fucking happens. And it's happened to me. It's happened to like every woman I know has has at some point or another subconsciously had someone in their life that doesn't treat them well and is a misogynist is an asshole whatever it is and you know I hope there's a time when generations of women are like our rights are like so well established and there's the generational trauma has been healed from like generations of therapy over and over and over again but the idea that like you did anything like you let this go on too long you did blub like you did xyz and whatever it is like you you didn't you didn't do anything like Mm -hmm. you lived your life and this shitty guy was a part of your life and like melissa said like you know there was like a friendship there that like you enjoyed and maybe it was pretty low stakes for you at the time because like you know it was just like texting or whatever it is but like i think we can all look back on our younger selves and say like oh how did i not see those red flags like how did i not see this this and that and like I've gotten guilted into that feeling, too, of being like, why didn't I do that? And then I'm like, but why would I? Why would I have seen those red flags? Like, why? I didn't know they were red flags. And like, the reason I know they're red flags now is because I've dealt with worse. I've dealt with shit that showed me those were red flags. But like, I don't want to be born jaded and thinking that like every man is out there to harm me and hurt me and doesn't value me and doesn't care about me. So like, I've tried to give my like younger self a lot more grace for what I previously was constituting as like falling for people who were obviously bad for me. And it's like, well, you know what? Like, I'm really glad at that age or that time in my life. Like I didn't assume that like people hated me because I was a woman. I didn't assume X, Y, and Z and all of that kind of stuff. And like, now that I know that it's not like a pleasant experience. So, like, it's not like, like that lived experience of that, but that wasn't like a, a, a choice that any of us, any of us make, like you were just living your life and you didn't do anything that would that opened this that like invited this in nor do you bear any responsibility for him and his feelings like at any point you never did but you certainly especially don't now mm-hmm. the other thing that's also been helpful is like for me in just anything situations it's at sometimes there's nothing you could have done differently like sometimes life just happens and people do things that are bad, good, whatever it is that we have no control over. We have none of that. So like, if you even like you retrace like your mind and you're like, okay, well, I done this differently. I done this differently. Like you don't know that this wouldn't have ended up in the same position and same place. Like you can't control that. Even if you could go back in time, we've seen all those movies where people like go back and they change one thing. And like, there's all those effects, but when I stopped thinking that if I had done a couple things different, everything would be different. Like, it, I don't know that. But also, like, we're not perfect beings either. So there's no way that we can perfectly handle any type of situation. That's putting that's putting too much on yourself to begin with, because you, you may do some things that may be a red flag to somebody, but like you can't. You, knowing that you that that happens and you do that, do that. But then at the end. You still like you You may be a person that, you know, is called out on their red flags and then you can change. There's some people that aren't like that. Yeah. And like if you go back in time and you change things, you don't we can't control how other people react and what other people do. So like there 
I can think that I know now what I would have done differently, but I don't know that if I had done that, things would have ended up differently or ended up better or whatever it is, because the only thing you can control is yourself in the now. All right. Next call. Hi, Melissa and Megan. I need some advice about a complicated Christmas gift. My boyfriend and I, 33 and 28, have been together for four years, and we typically celebrate holidays by spending quality time together rather than giving gifts, as quality time means a lot more to both of us. This year, a few of my friends invited me to go have a spa day, and I said no because I didn't want to spend the money. My boyfriend overheard me and offered to pay for the spa day as my Christmas gift. I accepted his offer. We agreed on the day of the spa day that I would pay him with my that I would pay with my credit card, and he would Venmo me when I got home. When I got back, I let him know how much it was and left the receipt on the counter. Now a month after the spa day, and my boyfriend hasn't paid me back. I'm pretty sure he just forgot, but I feel like it would be weird for me to remind him that he offered to pay. For a little more context about our finances, my boyfriend makes a lot more money than I do. At this point, we don't have any shared bank accounts, and we split our household expenses mostly half and half. I tend not to spend money on treats for myself, whereas he tends to treat himself to things he wants without hesitation, within reason, of course. We usually talk openly about finances, and it's normal for me to remind him if he owes me for groceries or for him to send me a Venmo request for our shared car insurance payment and things like that. In this situation, I don't know how to talk to him about it without sounding ungrateful or demanding, so I don't know what to do. His offer was with the best intentions, but now that he has forgotten, I ended up spending money that I didn't budget for, which I know my boyfriend wouldn't want. Do you think I should say something, or should I just eat the money and move on? Is sending a Venmo request at this point a gentle reminder or petty as fuck? If I do talk to him about it, how can I do so without sounding ungrateful or demanding? Thanks for your help. Bye. Why would I you mean, sound ungrateful or demanding? I know. You, you, I feel like y'all have been together four years. You should, you know that he is forgetful about things. Just reminding him, sending a Venmo request. Did I ever request, pay you for that was, hot dog? No, you didn't. But, See, uh, this sitting, is exactly <laughs> what I mean, though. Wait, hold on. I'm I, opening I my I have reminded mouth. you several times, but it's fine. But, like, uh, you sending me, I don't know, $10. I don't know how much a fucking hot dog costs. Okay, I'm going to bring you cash because I only have 15 cents in my Venmo. <laughs> I'm putting it in my to But the list. $10 isn't hurting me in the way that it's hurting the caller in a way that's, like, messing up with their bills and their budgeting. And he doesn't want that. So I think sending a Venmo request should have been what you did from the beginning. I assumed (laughs) you were going to say that you sent a Venmo request and maybe he like didn't pay it. Like, Mm -mm. no, just go go ahead and and tell him like, hey, here's the deal. Uh, You forgot to pay me back. Venmo, I'm sending you a Venmo request. Like, I don't think this is a a big deal unless there's a reason why this would be a big deal that you're not telling us yeah so as someone as you can just tell right now I forget to do things literally all the time and if when people remind me like to pay them back or something like I never ever like think that they're like being like whatever like it to me it's like oh shit I forgot let me do that real quick and then I feel I feel bad but like I also, it's just kind of par for the course. And if he's a forgetful person, like he's used to that. Like I'm really used to forgetting to pay Mott's back for things or whatever it is. And I'm used to that with my friends as well. And 
I don't feel like it's a personal attack and I don't feel like it's a judge on my character when people like remind like it's helpful if you're a forgetful person and someone reminds you about something like it's it's only going to be helpful so if your mind is going to like you know being greedy and ungrateful and blah 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 you is that from your past your other relationships you've had like how you grew up or is that from this relationship because I think it's from this relationship I think that's a red flag but (laughs) other than that like I think the gentlest reminder you can give would be the Venmo request and then I would honestly like send the Venmo request and just like you know message him and tell like you can text him afterwards and be like hey sent you the Venmo request for like the spa day and if he's like I don't want to pay for it anymore then I think that's a different conversation but mm-hmm. I think the best or thing I to can't pay for it anymore yeah I think the best thing to do in that and I've had to like you know ask friends to pay me back for things but I think the best thing to do in those instances when you're trying to get paid back is putting it in writing and like that's the good thing with Venmo but then also sending a message there because you know if someone texts me something and I like open a text message to text them about something else I'm like oh shit I have to go do that thing or if they're not wanting to do it then there's like actual written down record of that and I think that that is helpful if you're on the other end of it and you're like okay well now I know I was being direct and clear so now we have to have a conversation about this that's what Judge Judy says what did what, she say? Have, Just make sure you got everything in writing. Oh, yeah. Well, that's always going to be the, the best thing, the best advice for anything everywhere. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I wouldn't worry about this. And like, I know that's like so mm-hmm. fucking unhelpful. But from someone who's like, we've both, I mean, I've both, I've been on both sides of that. And as when I'm the person who needs to pay the money, whether it was, like a gift whether it was like whatever like I've never thought it looked bad on the person asking me to pay them what I owed them yeah I mean we had a writer on but am I wrong right in that there I think it was their aunt had agreed to pay for their plane ticket to go to a funeral Mm-hmm. And they wrote back and they're like, my aunt, like, like, and they asked, like, would it be wrong for me to ask them for the money? Very similar to this. And they asked the aunt eventually after they had wrote in, they asked the aunt for the money and the aunt just completely forgot and gave the money right away. So, yeah, as a forgetful person, like the best thing I can do, like the best thing advice I can give to people who aren't forgetful, it's like reminding your forgetful friends is not bitchy it's not rude it is it's helpful and like if you're concerned about being an asshole I'm already sure that your tone is not going to be condescending like if you have the wherewithal to be like I really don't want to come across as rude you're not going to like you're already aware of that and it's not intentional the same way that it's not a personal slight when someone is who's forgetful forgets something they are not going to view it as a personal slight when you acknowledge, hey, I know this wasn't personal. So like, I'm just going to remind you. Well, I'm excited for you to get your money back. (laughs) Me too. And I hope you enjoyed your spa day. All right. Well, we're going to take another break. (laughs) 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. back from the break it's time for don't blame them yes it is time for don't blame them which is when a listener calls in with their own advice pertaining to a call that was aired on a previous episode so maybe they have some additional 
ideas or advice they want to give that we didn't touch on, they have personal experience with it, or they just had an epiphany. They were a ghost came to them in the night and oh my dream. They know I I was going to say ghost came the ghost came in into the night and then came in the night. <laughs> and um they are going to bestow us some ghost jizz wisdom. Ghost jizzdom. Here, I hope this. I hope this isn't a serious one. Oh God, I'm so is, sorry. We're gonna, if it re- is. we're gonna redo it. Okay, I'm so sorry. Hi, I'm calling in for a "Don't Blame Them" episode for this past week in regards to the caller that was having issues about living alone and just kind of that transition in life. So recently, I moved in by myself this past June. And I was definitely going through the same situation. This is also the home that me and my ex were supposed to live in. So there was a little bit drama behind that aspect. Essentially, I would totally agree with Megan and Melissa on this. I think you need to host more events. I did a Friendsgiving as well as hosted, I'm hosting a cookie decorating party in December. Another suggestion is getting an emotional support animal or plant. I recently got into planting and that's not only decorating for my home, but it's a new hobby. I also got a fish, and although it's small, it's a little perk I have coming home and taking care of something when I necessarily wasn't able to take care of myself. Lastly, if you have access to therapy, I highly recommend bringing uh, this up with your therapist. Loneliness can lead to self-isolation, and we definitely don't want you to go through that route. Essentially, living alone is tough, but it is a great opportunity to find new things and discover yourself a little bit more. Just know that I don't know you, but I support you in this new journey. And I absolutely love this podcast and I was glad to call in. Thanks. What a nice person. Yeah, no, like you sound like a genuinely, like I think I know nothing about, you're going to the good place. Like that just, you're so nice and so kind to both the caller and us and we appreciate it. And I think that's great advice as someone who's into, you're you're into plants. Please tell me how to, how to keep my plants alive in the wintertime. How are you doing with it? (laughs) Because I'm struggling. Any plant owners out there? Please, I am, I am, this is not unsolicited. I am asking for your help in my DMs. Please don't tell me to buy a heater. It's happening. I'm not choosing to live in the cold forever. It's just a process, but I love a plant. Love taking care of things. Yeah, I think I like my plants. I'm like, some of them are dying or whatever, but I'm also like, I've had these plants since 2020. So I think I'm doing pretty good. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. I keep forgetting that time has passed. Yeah. And so like the accomplishments that like things that I've sustained since 2020, like that's not a small little blip. Like that's like Mm -hmm. three fucking years. Wow. You're right. I'm going to be a little more gentle with myself and the fact that my plants are. Give yourself grace. Listen to your own advice. Well, that is it for our episode. We hope you enjoyed. I hope you had such a great time. I hope you're like, wow, this brought so much joy to my Monday or whatever day that you are listening. And if you're listening on a Monday and maybe this is your first episode, you're like, I'm so sad. I have to wait a whole other week for a new episode. No, you don't. No, you don't. Because we think more is more. We give you so much. So we have a other episode coming out on Tuesday for See You Next Tuesday, where we catch up, we chat, we just socialize, talk about our lives. Then we give you a break on Wednesday so you can catch up on sleep uh watch your shows catch up on old episodes 
There you go. And then Thursday we have But Am I Wrong, where we give you a wonderful content. It's just, it's great. I'm not going to dive into it. There's an entire podcast. You can listen to all about it. And then Fisting Friday on Friday mm-hmm. for your buttholes, whatever hole you want to get fisted in, we're here for it. We're here for you and your hole. All right. And if you love us, go leave us a review on the Apple Podcast app. Also, if you listen on Spotify, go and rate us on the Spotify app. I'm going to read a review from Apple Podcasts. Amazing podcast from Joe Collette. Five stars. These two ladies have become a staple in my Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday routine. I started listening when I first started college, and I'll be graduating in May. And I can definitely say that listening over the past four years has made me a better person. They are not afraid to cover pretty much any topic and call people out when necessary. I love listening to podcasts by two people who are, in fact, never wrong and truly look forward to new episodes. Thanks, Joe. Joe's so kind. We appreciate it. And I love just knowing for so many people, like we've been the soundtrack for college and high school. I think like college, some people. But I I think it's so cool, especially because like we have varying age ranges, like of calls, like of content in the calls. So like you listen when you're in college and like, you know, each episode, like maybe there's one or two calls that like really apply to your life. And then you get to like listen to the others for drama. But as you get older, different calls start applying to like your life more. And then other ones you go, oh, yeah, I remember when I was in that position. Like, I just think it's I don't know. I think it's cool. Even like us giving advice when talking about like, you know, people buying houses and getting engaged and like coming from a position where I wasn't there yet. Like and now that I'm there, like it's cool that this has been like a constant for that. So I love to picture us in your AirPods or whatever headphones you use or walk into class across the quad. I don't know why I'm romanticizing college. I had a horrible time. <laughs> I was like, I loved college, but this sounds like you really enjoyed it. No, I didn't. I'm just thinking about the TV show Greek, which was um, really the source of and who I blame for me even attending college. I mean, like, it's their fault. Um, but yeah, follow us on Instagram and then I'll get the TikTok up eventually and they'll look really good. But, you know, there's still ones there. So that's um, it. Goodbye. We'll see you tomorrow. (laughs) Bye. Which is Tuesday. I'll see you next Tuesday. Yeah. Also, Patreon, if you want. Don't Blame Me is a production by me. Executive produced by Melissa DeMonts and Diamond Imprint Productions. Edited by Coco Lawrence. Production assistance by Melanie D. Watson. Music by Ryan Hunter and Giacomo Picasso.